0: Hey, welcome to Gig News Tonight, starring me, Chattagy Economist. That's my old name. It's a... I always forget to put this up, sorry. Casey, I'm... I'm, And I think people know us, our names by now, but... (laughs) In case you don't know, I'm the Gig 2 Podcast. And my co-host, Driven Wild. What's going on, man?
1: What's going on? Happy Thursday.
0: All right, so you're from New York, I'm from New York... Here's a question. If somebody uh, says to you, turn the AC up, turn the AC up. What is that? What is it? What do they mean when they say turn the AC up?
1: Turn the air conditioning up? I'll right. Make it colder? Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Make it colder or make it warmer?
1: Make it colder.
0: Yeah. Because you're, you're in, increasing you're, the intensity of the air conditioning. That's what you're supposed to do. Yes. But, down south, it's the other way. Because you said turn the AC up, it would mean make the temperature higher. So if you said turn the AC down, it would mean make the
1: temperature colder. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, <laughs> uh, You want something more intense, therefore it should be mm-hmm. you're making it colder. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, because I think it comes from when you're in the car. Like, yeah. if you're in the car and it's really hot out and you have the AC on, like, one and you're still sweating somebody would say oh turn the ac up you know yeah so maybe it's like in the car turn the ac up makes it colder but when you're in your house your apartment turn the ac down means they get colder i don't
1: know wouldn't it be turn the temperature down in your place and then the cool air would just come out
0: yeah but in down south there's central air conditioning everywhere so like air conditioning is both cold and heat you know like up north like a lot of places don't have central air. You just have like heat in the wind, like the baseboards and are radiators oh. or whatever. So um but in the south, you know, they're just so used to having central air is that you would say up or down based on the temperature, you know. Hmm. If anybody's watching, let us know in the comments. If, if turn the AC up, maybe I'll do this as a poll one day on one of my the wacky poll days. So hmm. um by the way, so I'm drinking uh, Negra Modelo got a six pack of these at the liquor store. I think it was like eight bucks or something. It's like one of the last good cheap beers. This is, it's a nice, uh. well, it, it kind of depends on who you ask, but actually I wanted to show this too. So I just, this just came out the 2021 BJCP beer guide styles, you know, it says 2021 on it. Like they like just released yeah. it. So this would probably be considered an international dark lager or maybe a German Dunkel lager. So anyway, uh, Eric said AC up make it colder. Yeah. I agree. But if you said it to somebody in Florida, they'd be like, "Why? Why do you want it hotter?"
1: <laughs> well, that is people who are raised in Florida, I would think say that. Not people who are well transplanting down here at this point, and we yeah. all know that there's a whole bunch of those uh happening,
0: yeah. This will be like, like this huge controversy going. Like, uh, remember a few years ago, like they showed like the picture of the dress, and you some people said it was gold, some people said it was blue. Oh you know? my
1: god, don't even get me started! It was gold, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Sid says down is colder. Yeah,
0: so turn the AC Boy, down would turn make it the it AC
1: cold. down is colder. Sid, Sid, we had a bond or something. He can't go mm-hmm. go betraying us like that. <laughs> uh Wait, actually, where are you from, Sid? Hopefully, I'll answer that. The internet. <laughs> the internet. He is from the internet, born and so, raised.
0: I was having. I was in a bad mood up until just now, really. Well, so I was doing a uh, Walmart.com order on Spark. I don't know if you're on there. There we go.
1: Yep. And so I
0: go into the store and, like, it's they never have it ready. You think they would have it ready. So, like, and they, so I go in and, like, they're like, oh, you got to go get a cart. So I have to go get a cart. And then you think, like, you think they would have carts back there. Yeah. And, um, you know so they load everything in the cart and then you have to scan it's kind of like with Amazon, you just scan the labels at when you pick them up and then again when you make the drop off. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like I'm scanning, like you know, they have like barcodes on them, like this, or at least they're yeah. supposed to. And there was two that didn't have the full barcode on it. And then like I'm trying to look on the app for like where can you manually type in the number or whatever, and I couldn't find it. So I had to call the help support. I mean, that took I was on hold for like five, ten minutes, and it took another. Five ten minutes, and the girl's trying to explain to me how to do it. She's like, "It should just pop up." I'm like, "It's not." And she's like, "Okay, well, just take these two stops off your route." And this is this is not the first time this has happened. They like when they say, they always say, "Okay, we'll take these. You can bring these back into the store. You don't, you don't have to deliver these, and you'll still get paid the full amount." But they always always subtract like a few bucks for not doing those. And I'm trying to tell her, I'm like, "Can't you just put these in manually?" You know. I'm like if i tell you the number, like i did, i knew that was gonna happen sure enough so i was supposed to get like 38 39 and i only got 33 and change um yeah it's only nine nine stops so and any, and anyway i'm on my way to my first delivery and it's if i don't know if you don't know this area it's hard to explain this intersection but it's like um it's just one of those intersections where like everybody just rolls through the stop sign and sure oh, enough yeah. there's a cop like i've seen i've been there many times and i've seen this cop um I, it should have occurred to me that they were doing a trap or whatever sure enough i get pulled over it was probably the quickest traffic stop of my life though cuz the cop he was like i think he was like 19 or something he was he was really young and uh so he's just like hey sir I pulled you over and like if if they say if they tell you why they pulled you over as soon as you rolled the window down you're pretty much off the hook because they're supposed to entrap you they're supposed to say do you know why I pulled you over? And then, if you're a dumbass, you would actually say why. And then, if you fought the ticket, you know, they would have that on record. But he's like, Hey, I pulled you over because you didn't come to a complete stop at that stop sign. You just give me your license. Um, and there's no other issues with your account or whatever. I, uh, you should be fine. So I give wow. him my license registration. And it's funny, I was showing him my insurance and he couldn't see. He was like, Where's the date on here? And like, I had to point it out to him. He's like, Okay, hang on, I'll be right back. He was in his cop car for like two minutes, maybe. He comes back, gives me a warning. He's like, okay, you're free to go. Just watch. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So, yeah, uh, that that really pissed me off. So, like, I was already pissed off from Walmart, and then I get pulled over. I mean, I was glad I didn't get a ticket, but yeah. I get pulled over at least twice a year, and I just got pulled over in April, and which, and I actually just had traffic court yesterday for that. I mean, I don't know if I remember if I if I told you that because um, I had like a clear plastic cover over my license plate, um. Which I got to like, I guess
1: to protect against like red light cameras. I think you actually said that on TikTok or something.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I did a video about that. So yeah. Um, the the trooper said, you know, if you take the, if you throw that thing away and, and then uh, contest the ticket or whatever, um, you know, the judge will throw it out. So that that's what happened, and then. Sure enough, I was like the last person in queue because like I thought it was just me. I thought it was like one on one, but it was it was an arraignment and it's like 100 people and they go in like alphabetical order. So it's probably like wow. 20, 30 people ahead of me.
1: Anyway, I've been rambling for like eight minutes. What have you been up to? i uh, just been working on the channel and with uh, just overall gig work as a whole. Uber Eats and Grubhub have kind of been my main sources for the most part. Uh, Nothing crazy has happened. In fact, it's kind of just been really pleasant to deal with as a whole. Like, I'm actually a little surprised at how nice it's been out here. Like, it's not too crazy as far as dealing with people goes. But I do think that people need to start learning how to drive better in this area. (laughs) The amount oh. of times traffic is built up because a car was either upside down or on the side of a bridge is unbelievable.
0: Yeah. You wouldn't believe. Like when I drive to and from Daytona on I-4, like every mile, there's a car on the shoulder of the highway. I've, there, heard heard even?
1: Sto- I've heard stories about the I-4, so yeah. I totally understand. Yeah,
0: what's nice from, from here to Daytona is like the state troopers don't, I guess I don't monitor it unless there's an accident or something. So people, I will go 80 and I'll be in the slow lane. I'll get passed by people in Teslas and Corvettes or or f- freaking Ferraris going 1 100 110 120. <laughs> so, anyway, I
1: actually saw a chrome Tesla today.
0: Chrome? And
1: yeah, like the paint job was chrome. I've never seen that.
0: So it's just like all silver.
1: (laughs) Yeah, literally, I can look at it and I can see myself. It's just a mirror
0: on wheels.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: Did you get a picture of it?
1: I wish I did. But unfortunately, this was the one area where there's always a sheriff that actually does his job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm like, I can't be on my phone and take a picture of that beautiful wheels Mm. at the same time.
0: Well, we've reached ten minutes, so um, I think it's time to start talking about the news. We actually didn't have a huge lineup of stuff to talk about tonight, but uh, uh, so hopefully this will be a short, slightly shorter show. But who knows? And this, this, the first story. This sounds like a rerun. I swear it's not. No longer sure bets. Tech giants are dropping bad news daily. This is from Bloomberg. Tesla, Netflix, Meta, look at trim causes, sentiment shifts, inflation, war, pandemic among forces weighing on industry. From Seattle to Silicon Valley to Austin, a grim new reality is setting in across the tech landscape. A heady, decades-long era of rapid sales gains, boundless job growth, and ever-soaring stock prices is coming to an end. Illustrations of a dour new business climate surface daily against the backdrop of a prolonged economic slowdown. A grinding war in Europe. Rising interest rates and inflation, a global pandemic driving its third year. In the past two weeks, a parade of big names joined the crowd. Social media app Snap Incorporated on May 23rd. Prune sales and profit forecasts said it will be slow hiring. The next day, Lyft said it will bring on fewer people and look for other co- cost cuts. Days later, Microsoft tapped the brakes on hiring. And Instacart said it will dial back hiring plans to nip costs ahead of a plan IPL. Um, so... Again, this is you know a lot of stuff we've already talked about, so I'm just going to read the highlights here. This The humbled corporate ambition signified a vibe shift for an industry that had seemed invulnerable, once offering workers and investors protection from the instability of the larger economy. The NASDAQ Composite Index has lost a quarter of its value since November 19th when it reached an all-time high. Let's even take into account the index's 5.8% rebound in the past two weeks. What was once an engine of growth for the U.S. economy has spru- sputtered as of late, more than 126,000. Tech workers have lost their jobs since the beginning of the pandemic, according to layoffs.fyi. Uber's Dara Khavoshahi said in a memo to staff that the ride-hailing giant would treat hiring as a privilege and be deliberate about when and where we add headcount. We talked about that a few weeks ago. The sentiment is taking a toll on morale internally, said an Uber employee, US, not to be identified. The shock is probably the biggest at companies like Meta, Twitter, and Uber, which were in relatively in, in, which were in relative infancy the last time the tech industry was hit during the financial crisis in two thousand eight. Things were worse still when the dot-com bubble burst at the turn of the century. The difference this time is that the pandemic reinforced how important and necessary many of these de- these tech products are, giving them some cushion against the initial economic ravages of the COVID-19 shutdowns. Everybody discovered that tech was not only nice, it was indispensable, said Russell Russell Hancock, CEO of joint venture Silicon Valley, a nonprofit that studies Silicon Valley its economy. It's possible we'll start to rethink about techs, sort of like the gas lines going to our homes or electricity. That's kind of a new thing for Silicon Valley. It's sort of a Detroit kind of existence where cars just became the backdrop, the furniture, or the reason. Amazon now finds itself with too many warehouses and too many workers. In fact, they, I, they're they doing a story where they're actually going to rent warehouse space. The aura of invincibility may be wearing off, but Silicon Valley is far from dead. Unemployment in California region is just 2%, the lowest it's been since 1999. So, yeah, I mean, I titled the show is the bubble bursting, you know, Mm -hmm. and it looks like, I think we are kind of going through like that, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. Dot com bubble um, again. And it's, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. Like this one was caused mostly not so much by speculation. I think like the dot com bubble was more speculation, but this was just, you know, ever since nine 11, we've had really, really uh, artificially low interest rates. There's just like, just credit everywhere, you know, like just uh-huh. like the running jokes of all the people that bought houses that couldn't afford it, yeah. you know, um, and it's the same, it's not just with the housing market. I mean, it's like with like Uber, Lyft, all these startups got started up because there was so much free money floating out there. And now, you know, uh, the, the market's starting to readjust, you know, interest rates are going up like really, really, really slowly. But, um, yeah, I, I. And I said this on the last show i uh I am if you think this is bad buckle up folks I think a
1: year from now is gonna be really bad well I do think that the bounce back is gonna take a little longer this time around because you're not just dealing with well let's let's compare this to the two thousand eight two thousand nine financial crisis you're not just dealing with the but about about bleh with the amount of money that was going around and all of the just stock drops there, you're also dealing with post pandemic stuff, the amount of free money that was on the market already. And now everything is starting to catch up and inflation is, what is it? Like 8% every month over month or something like that. Yeah. I
0: mean, well, it depends who you ask, but I mean, it's like most of the money that's in circulation today was printed like in the last two years.
1: Yeah, and they're doing everything they can to just kind of pull that money back, but I can't imagine them tapering until 2024, realistically speaking. And that's just a prediction, but I really do think that it's going to take literally a political move for the 2024 elections to just actually Mm -hmm. start making changes. And I'm not even saying that as like, Oh, the mark, like market buildup fear. I'm saying that as like, that's probably what's just going to end up happening.
0: Yeah, it's, there's a, I mean, we're expecting to get food shortages and, you know, that's going to hurt Instacart and that's going to hurt like restaurant that's industry too. I think a lot of places are going to, and also like if these gas prices don't come down, like it was a record high today when I was 489, I was going to fill up yesterday and I got all the way to the pump, and I realized that I forgot my uh, gas card at home.
1: Mm.
0: And I was like, oh, "I'll just fill it tomorrow. It's not a big deal." And then it went from four seventy five to four eighty nine, and I was, I've never seen it. I mean, so five bucks is right around the corner. I mean, and in Florida, where gas is like relatively cheap compared to other parts of the country, yeah. Um, and I've seen it, you know, in parts of California, they're expecting it to get to four digits. You know, ten dollars or more yeah eric Eric said it's five dollars in his area um yeah i I ran a poll a few days ago i said you know how high does gas have to get before you quit doing gig work and a lot of people said like seven or eight dollars and then i had the last option was like infinity like basically if you can still make as much money it doesn't matter as long as the your earnings can offset your gas costs but people who say that they think that but it's not It's just simple math. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if gas gets up to twenty bucks a gallon, I mean, hopefully it'll you know fingers crossed knocked on. It's not going to get that high. It's not going to
1: get that high. I don't think it's going to get that high. At least anytime soon. Like we would have to get super slammed for months on bad news after bad news after bad news after
0: yeah or some kind of World War Three. Embargo or something, you know? Yeah.
1: I don't want that. Like, there's a lot of things that people are speculating. That's the last thing I want,
0: personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and we—that's what we all, you know. Nobody wants that, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, buckle up, folks. I mean, I, I, I hate you know I hate to be a negative, Nelly or whatever, but uh, I, I, I think it's just gonna get worse
1: we're entering a bear market it's kind of well we're already in a bear market. yeah we're
0: in a bear we're in a flat-out recession and going probably going to go into a, a is depression it actually,
1: is it an official recession at this point um i know i that the I, GDP I don't know has, i know that the gdp has to hit two bad quarters in a road for it to be considered an official recession you but, know what's funny
0: is a lot of the uh, my friends, quote unquote, friends on Facebook are like, we run the same political circles. That's like how we know each other. Okay. And I have some of those people are actual real economists, like like their day job, like they're professors of economics at universities and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been reaching out to them to ask if they want to come on the show and like do kind of a econ 101 for dummies or whatever to like explain this stuff to, you know, to laymen. So that might that might be happening
1: that'll be be interesting to
0: see yeah anyway let's move on Uh, grubhub is back in the news grubhub co-founder reportedly want to buy it back grubhub co-founder matt maloney might want to buy the company back after selling the just eat takeaway in 2021 a seeking alpha report says he sold it for 7.3 billion dollars at the time now he's reportedly working with a private equity firm general atlantic to consider buying the company back while he didn't While he didn't want to buy the company earlier this year, Just Eat Takeaway shares have fallen 60%, which could change his mind. Recent news has said Just Eat Takeaway may have to write down $6.3 billion from the sale of Grubhub, which could potentially sell for as low as 1 billion pounds. And I think it'll sell actually lower than that, but that's just me. The price may dip because the company didn't get significant interest from strategic buyers. Yeah, I mean, who would want who would want to buy a Grubhub? The report said it's possible no buyer could fom- come forward exactly, even with the massively dropped price. The price drop happened because Jet wanted to add enticement for buyers, with several buyers reportedly thinking about taking the deal, but it's unknown if any serious buyers are interested. An unnamed source said they'd be amazed this does get done now because I don't know how management can credibly stand up and go, you know, we've just paid billions of dollars for this asset and now we're going to take a massive bath on it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that's what I've been reading all these stories about just, you know, private equity firms, private equity firms. But I mean, these guys, if you're in a private equity firm. And like you're really, really ignorant of the news or whatever. I mean. They, they know what's going on. It's just kind of, and they should know that when you're buying like a Grubhub, like any gig app thing is that you are buying mostly a database and, you know, intellectual property, you know, and it's just, unless you, some genius, like, and I think I said this when, uh, you know, when we first broke this story a few months ago, I was like, bring in Elon Musk for like a day or a week, ask him what to do. Because uh, you, you need somebody to figure out how to fix this. To be perfectly if, if it honest, can be
1: fixed, I don't think yeah. it can be. Well, first off, if it was ever brought to Elon Musk for any reason, I would be very concerned for my future in Grubhub because everything would be automated at that point. We wouldn't need drivers. They would have self-driving everything. But what are the chances of... The multi, the them, him buying it back at this point. I mean, he would definitely rake in a serious profit. He already did. He already got what $7.3 billion. He pays a billion after that. That's a $6.3 billion gain. Uh, do I imagine him actually doing it? I mean, do you think that he would actually save the company? Is the real question, like realistically speaking. Do you like he was willing to sell it? Do you think he could save it after that?
0: Yeah. I mean, has that ever happened? I mean, maybe some if there's any NBAs watching or whatever, like maybe they know of a time where a company was sold by like its founder and then that founder bought it back. I, I can't think of any other. Well, I store. know that I uh,
1: Kevin O'Leary actually said you should never go back to a company you sold or yeah. you used to work for any period of time. Yeah, it's uh, like,
0: it's like if you get divorced from somebody and then like you, you, hook up again or whatever or try to rekindle the relationship. That's probably a bad analogy.
1: Ass- bold of you to assume that that hasn't happened though.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I, I sorry to sound like a broken record. I mean, I just don't know what could happen with Grubhub. I mean, DoorDash I, is
1: killing it out there, and Uber I Eats think I think is doing a good enough job. I think what. It's going to happen is all of the people that hate DoorDash for whatever reason are going to look for another app to go to and eventually they'll just hop on to Uber Eats or Grubhub. Eventually, they'll just end up on Uber Eats anyway. Do you mean drivers or customers? Customers. Okay. And that is the only way these apps are like, there's the only way GrubHub's ever going to get market share at this point because every other method they've tried has been less than successful to say the least between New York yeah. city and everything else that they've tried to through their marketing has not been. Oh uh, yeah. Effective. That New
0: York, that New York promo. <laughs> it's just the story. Oh. You know, I, I did have a story. I, I dropped it, but there was one about, uh, some restaurants in all New where, York. yeah, they're still hurting from that. And it's been, over a month now. And Grubhub has still yet
1: to pay them for all the work that they did. It was insane.
0: Yeah, and I mean, actually, let's move on to the next one. If you think Grubhub's bad, I don't know if you know much about Waiter slash Squad slash Delivery Dudes. Uh So Waiter Holdings uh, director Jonathan Green sold 101, 687,000 shares of the firm stock in a transaction on Monday, June 6. The shares were sold at an average price of 17 cents for a total transaction of $17,286.79. Following the completion of the transaction, the director now directly owns 1.2 million shares of the company, valued at 207000 So I, I wanted to talk about this story because every day when I get my Google alerts, I see... Uh, these stories about Jonathan Green sold 170,000. Jonathan Green sold 255,000. Jonathan Green sold 130,000. look at all this. I mean he's probably sold like I, that's gotta be like close to a million shares right there.
1: Is he trying and, to kill his own company at this point?
0: Th- I mean that's what I'm thinking. I mean if, if you're I don't know what I mean director is kind of a vague title. It's not like CEO or president but um, I mean he's clearly an insider in the industry um anyway waiter stock traded down one cent during midday trading on tuesday hitting 15 cents 4.5 million shares of the company traded hands compared to its average volume of 2.8 million the stock has a market cap of their entire market cap is 24.18 million i mean that's like chunk change compared to like uber doordash amazon one of those place. one of those places yeah. Um, and then this goes on to tell you about who bought what and owns what. But there's a, a graphic down here. Total insider trading volume by quarter for a waiter. Look at this. 3.9, almost $4 million. Um
1: In last year.
0: Yeah. That's about a year ago. And then, uh, you know, a lot has happened already this year. So, um, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know what other evidence you need. Like if the people who run the company don't have faith in their own stock, like, and I mean, and especially in the stock is only worth literally pennies, like 17 cents. I mean, that's, you feel like, you know, like if you're a regular guy like us, you know, like for a hundred bucks, you can get quite a few shares. And then maybe in the future, you know, if they
1: even do a little bit better. Yeah. That would definitely be a good win. But my question is, like, what is the chances of them even bouncing back with every other app out there? Literally, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the chance? Even Grubhub's doing better than them at this point. Like, what is the chances of them even surviving? The way they operate is the opposite of what an independent contractor would actually want. And... Like, they're just not coming. They're not bouncing back at this point. I don't yeah, I mean, I can't imagine it.
0: Wait, Waiter isn't nationwide as far as I know. I think they're mostly in the southeast. I think they're in Louisiana is uh, where they're headquartered. So I, I think, think there are also
1: be- a couple places up north, but not in anywhere like significant.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm surprised Waiter is even still around at this point. Like, it's also by squad. It's also delivery dudes. Um, depending on which city you're in, all three of those companies are a are waiter. But I mean, I've I've used, I'm on technically with Bite Squad, and I've used it like, I've done like two deliveries ever. I, I, have you ever tried that app?
1: It's, it's, I have n- not, I have not, I have mm. been offered to do delivery dudes more than once because somebody mm. sent me a referral of some mm. sort, but I was like, I am not interested in doing this at all. Yeah, I mean, it might be worth doing just to make a video about it, <laughs> but um do you know that's a fair point? I just don't like the idea of wearing their uniform because delivery you don't have to. to. Nope, they do. Down here, you got to wear the delivery dude's t-shirt. Um, uh, check it
0: again because I'm like, Bite Squad used to be a W two job up until a couple years ago. Because I remember I was actually dating someone. Back in 2019, 2018. And she did Bite Squad uh like on her nights off, like just a couple hours of nights, like on, you know, Friday, Saturday nights. And she had to wear the shirt and hat. And then she would just she said she'd get like maybe two orders a night. And this is in Orlando. She lived like not in downtown, but just, you know, more like Orlando, Orlando, not the suburbs up here. Okay. And um and she was just getting paid, you know, so she got like an hourly. Wage and then she would get tips on top of that, but mm-hmm. um, and then I showed her how much I was making like with DoorDash, and Uber. she's like, Oh, screw this, why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, so uh, um, yeah, it, it like I said, it might have been uh, w 2 at one point, maybe. I mean, maybe delivery dudes, maybe delivery yeah. dudes is, I don't know, but I mean, or- if you're an in independent contractor, I don't think they can make you wear a uniform.
1: Well, they do have you go in for an interview and they do make sure that you are aware that you need their specific delivery dude's bag mm. and their specific delivery dude's shirt, which is why I didn't want to have anything to do with it. Mm. Like if I wanted a job, I would get a job like that's <laughs> That's really what it comes down to.
0: You know, if you do go in for the interview and get like a spy spy camera, I don't know where mine. I have one that it's a I mean, it just it's a it, it's a. Spy camera pen. I mean, this isn't it, but like you just get a shirt with a pocket right here. And then, um, like that if, when you're on the interview, just that start would be like
1: such a great video. I just don't yeah. know if that would be legal or not, actually speaking.
0: Uh, I think Florida is a one party consent state, or I mean, if you just blur out their face, you should be fine. I, I definitely should do that at this point. <laughs> Yeah, that, that'd be hilarious. Let us know yeah. in the in the comments if you think Joe should try that. Anyway, let's move on. So we had a, a Supreme Court ruling that nobody's talking about, which I I thought was kind of interesting. This is from Fast Company. Today's, well, June 6th, unexpected Supreme Court victory could exempt more gig workers from forced arbitration. All right, so uh, Supreme Court settled a long-standing split among lower courts about which guys type... Yeah. Which kinds of transportation workers qualify for a federal limit on forced arbitration? And surprisingly, the justice voted unanimously to expand that class of workers. The case at hand involved an airplane cargo supervisor, Latrice Saxon, who took Southwest Airlines to court for overtime issues back to 2019. Southwest argued she couldn't do that because she was bound by an arbitration agreement. Saxon's lawyers argued she fell under a carve out in the Federal Arbitration Act for Seamen, <laughs> seamen not Seamen. Railroad employees or any other class of workers engage in foreign or interstate commerce. That's the argument that worked its way up to the country's top court, which ruled that cargo workers like her do indeed qualify expanding the size of that carve out at a time when employers have made increasing use of forced arbitration to quash employees power to file class action lawsuits. Complicating matters, a lower court in 2019 took the initiative to define any other class of workers to include not just employees, but contract workers too that caused employers and a number of transportation or transportation-adjacent industries, notably Amazon and Uber, to file amiscus briefs, arguing that this case, Southwest Airlines versus Saxon, would affect how courts ruled on similar lawsuits filed against them. Saxon was being closely watched for its effect on these newcomer gig worker roles, particularly independent contractors <coughs> who drive for Uber or deliver for Amazon, like us. However, this opinion by the justices is said not to have ventured much beyond the scope of Saxon and Southwest situation, meaning they merely confirmed the federal carve-out applies to airplane cargo loaders and unloaders. For the bigger question of how this impacts the broader gig economy employers like Amazon and Uber, those issues have yet, have been punted to a later day. So actually, it's kind of like this, uh, this headline is a bit of clickbait because they actually at the, they bury it all the way at the end, but they're just kind of like, like, cause they, they kind of tease you to think like, mm. well, this could in theory apply to like, you know, gig workers. And then they said, well, it really doesn't. I mean, it would be great if you could just, because every, I don't, if you guys ever read your uh, terms of service, your independent contractor agreement closely, you all, they, every single one, they all say waive uh, litigation, And then you would go to arbitration if you had some kind of legal issue with them. Although there is a, if you read the fine print really closely, there's a way to opt out of that. It's like you have to send them a written letter within 30 days or something to opt out of that. But um, it would be nice if you had the option of actually going to trial instead of through arbitration. So I don't know. Neither of us are lawyers. So what's your non-legal? My very not this. legal
1: <laughs> my very not legal advice, I I theory on the subject. Well, I know that every well, pretty much DoorDash for the most part, really have gone out of their way to try to skirt the system in the sense of they don't want mass arbitration. Like it's one thing to have a person having a problem, but mass arbitration was really what they were trying to focus on not having a problem with because in
0: class action lawsuits, for everybody, yeah, class that
1: them. that was exactly it because class action lawsuits they need like they needed to be extremely similar situations. And now it starts wiping on Tinder. Um, <laughs> uh, that was a notification. Um, but for class action, you need to everybody has everybody involved has to have pretty much the exact same situation. And then from that exact situation, they can actually what call it? they can have one class representative and then that's the, and then they could just win the case like that. But on the flip side of that, if you do mass arbitration, it basically puts it, like it actually costs the other the company more. And is able to be and they're more able to sue the companies based on more varied reasons. For example, if people got deactivated all in one big sweep and they all did a mass arbitration that would cost DoorDash a lot of money just for the suit. Not even where whether or not they win or lose just for the suit. But for class action lawsuits, they like it's almost impossible to actually say, hey. All of these people have the exact scenario because at this point it's hard to prove. It's the you got to have a deactivation of the exact same reason. Yeah. And I looked a lot into that when I got deactivated from DoorDash, which is why I know a fair amount about it. (laughs) Um, But that's what ended up happening. What that's why it's a big thing that a lot of these companies are trying to avoid that. But as far as the clickbait title, I mean, would that really help gig workers at any point? I feel Mm -hmm. like the companies would find more of an opportunity to get around that at the end of the day.
0: It, it at least sets a precedent of some sort is, you know, I mean, that's every Supreme court ruling. It sets a precedent and then you can build on that precedent. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, we're just going to take one break tonight, so uh, let me get this ready here. We'll be back in about a minute. Meet Joe. He's a rideshare driver that drives for Uber and Lyft. Joe currently uses multiple phones to efficiently drive for Uber and Lyft, but this can be a pain at times and very unsafe. That was until Joe found Maximo, the rideshare app that automates Uber and Lyft ride requests. Maximo will use the filters set by Joe, like time, distance and passenger rating, to determine which rides are best suited for Joe. When a ride request comes in, Joe doesn't need to worry. Maximo will automatically accept the ride request that matches his filters, and then turn off the app that isn't currently on a ride. Once Joe finishes the ride, Maximo will turn everything back on. This will allow Joe to focus more on his passengers and driving safe. All right, so yeah, check out uh, Gary Middleton, Middleton Technologies, Maximo. And drivers' utility helper links in the show notes. And now we saw it's funny, like because he says meet Joe and like
1: his <laughs> name Joe, your
0: name Joe. I don't, think, I don't think they're talking about it. that commercial was made a few years ago. I've been uh, yeah, I've been yeah. nagging Gary to update it because it only talks about Uber and Lyft and that. And then Maximum actually supports Uber Eats and Grubhub now. So, really? I mean, I, yeah.
1: And they don't. I mean, it's only on Android. DoorDash. Though.
0: That's what drivers' utility helper is.
1: Yeah, but I'm surprised that they wouldn't try to put DoorDash in the same app at that
0: point. I I asked Gary that when I interviewed him last year, and he said it's because of the way how DoorDash, you're on a schedule. Like, even if you can just dash now. Yeah. yeah, Because, like, with Uber and Grubhub, you can just go on and off. Yeah, you you could
1: toggle it on and off. But with, yeah, I get it. I get it.
0: I think Uber, or uh, I think DoorDash they should just do what Uber does and just get rid of zones, get rid of scheduled shifts. Especially now when I, I think as a lot of people are fleeing the app because gas prices are so high, you know, I, I could see if it was in the, like in the early days, you know, you kind of want that, like that, that protection of having the zones and having the scheduled shifts. It kind of protects against oversaturation, but yeah. I mean, DoorDash is clearly oversaturated at this point. It's like,
1: yeah, but I don't think that you're you're asking DoorDash to make things easier for drivers. That's just mm-hmm. not happening. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's move on uh, that. We don't really have much hard news rest and everything else. is pretty light and funny or whatever. So
1: right up my alley. Uh,
0: yep. Uh, this is from KXAN Austin, Texas. Austin riders forget more stuff in Ubers than people in any other city report. Uh, for the second year in a row a report from Uber showed Austin is the most forgetful city in the U S leaving behind items and vehicles at higher rates than anyone else in the country. Large your company comes out with the Uber loss and found index every year, breaking down cities and days where people are leaving stuff behind in Ubers and reporting it. They also break down some of the weirdest items that people have asked to have returned phones, wallets and keys top the list of most commonly forgotten items. Once again, But as we know, writers aren't just leaving the essentials behind. Folks are forgetting everything from tins of caviar to fingernail clippings. Gross. To grandma's teeth. Gross. To Bernie Sanders fanny packs and more, the company wrote in a release. So here's the top 10 most forgetful forgetful cities. Number one, Austin, Texas. Number two, Charlotte, North Carolina. Three, Houston. Four, Indianapolis. Five, Dallas. Man, Texas in the top five. Three in the top five. Uh, Kansas City, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Columbus, and Phoenix. Top 10 most commonly forgotten items. One, phone slash camera. Well, do you really need the slash camera? Some it's people just, have it
1: separate, yeah.
0: Well then, but how many people are losing digital cameras, really? Um, you have seen me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, as a former, well, technically current Uber driver, um, I can attest to these, yeah. Actually, people I found people left wallet and I don't think anyone ever left their phone. They did leave their wallet and keys, backpack, purse, headphones, glasses, clothing. Yeah, I had uh, people like if I gave people like Wendy's workers who opened the store at like six in the morning, they'd always feel like their hat or their shirt in the car, mm. uh, vape, jewelry, ID, some unique lost items, some tater tots. Some tater tots, <laughs>
1: some tater tots.
0: <laughs> I guess it's from Napoleon Dynamite or something. Oh my, God. it's boba time apron, foldable unicorn kid chair, 500 grams of caviar, teeth, a Buddha locket, cat litter, and a reptile heating bulb. Life is tough, but so are you. Blanket, a grass cutter, and tree trimmer. Metal leg. If you lose something in Uber, the company says. Just go to your your trips in the app. Tap find lost item and follow the prompts. If your phone is lost and you can't get the app, you can chat with Uber here. So, um, yeah, pretty funny. Also, kind of slightly gross list, but uh, I, I'm, I know you don't do ride share, but
1: you know, heard... honestly, honestly, I was looking at this earlier, and uh, I'm a little surprised that Florida. Florida cities are actually not as high up in this. In fact, there's like one in comparison to the three in Texas. Yeah. I'm actually genuinely impressed by that. And not even anything like New York or California where there's, well, how many shares going on on a regular basis. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It must be on a
0: per, they must've done it per capita not, total volume or whatever
1: Uh, yeah that's another that's a good point that's a good yeah
0: i guess it's they're probably grading on a curve otherwise it would have just been all new york chicago la (laughs) yeah pretty much
1: Mm -hmm. um top top commonly forgotten items i feel like phone phone and wallet wallet actually i kind of expect because things can fall out of your pocket Phone, I'm a little surprised because people are basically like some people are, yeah, pretty much physically own. attached to their phone all the time. Yeah. Uh, Do you ever the, take
0: uh Uber as a passenger?
1: Yeah, a lot. How actually, often? when I uh when I had my Nissan Rogue, I had to bring it to the mechanic almost all the time, and that thing broke down all the time so. I had to take an Uber back from the mechanic to my home because it took a while to actually repair it. And that's why I always say that Uber and Uber Eats, if you're going to do Uber, if you're going to Uber, make sure you're on Uber Eats as a delivery app. But that being Mm -hmm. said, I have never, well, at least to my knowledge, I've never really forgotten anything in an Uber. Headphones, I can imagine... Backpack or purse? Like, I f- how do you forget your whole backpack and purse? Like, you went in with the backpack.
0: <laughs> uh, Drunks and uh, stoners uh, and stuff. But Maybe.
1: my question is, if you're drunk, how? Well, okay, you. if you're drunk, you can forget your purse. But a backpack? Interesting. Mm. Glasses? That's a drunk person.
0: I don't know if it's true, but uh, I read a long time ago when I first started doing Uber driving, like 2017. So I joined like all the Reddit and Facebook groups and all that. And some dude told me that um, he like took a bunch of drunk sorority girls home, you know, at, like two or three in the morning or whatever. And then the next morning he went back to his car and there was a girl still sleeping in his car. And I was like, how did you miss that?
1: I mean, (laughs) if they're drunk enough and she's quiet enough and she's like laying down on the backseat of the car. Yeah. Honestly, I can imagine that. But uh, like, what about her friends? Yeah, like I'm thinking the same thing. Like what are her friends are thinking at this point? Oh my God, she got kidnapped. Call the cops. (laughs) <laughs> imagine like if the cops got involved at that point mm-hmm. oh uh, H- well, have you ever forgot a person in the car i know imagine
0: freaking like a baby or something <laughs> 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 All
1: right, let's w- oh, that got me good go ahead
0: uh, let, let's move on so this this should be right up both of our i mean this should be interesting to everybody from car and driver, oddly enough, survey. Delivery drivers admit they're judging you. The inside scoop on tip baiting several other issues common to people who drive your stuff from point A to point B for a living. All right, so maybe you thought about what your cardboard box breakers experience during their days, but unlikely as detailed as what Circuit Route Planner found. That's an app I used to use, by the way. The Delivery Focus app recently asked over 500 delivery drivers what they like and don't like about their jobs most. 69% of the respondents were food delivery drivers, while the rest, 31%, were other kinds of couriers. Uh, while Circuit Route Planner admits that there are serious limitations using this kind of survey data, among them telescoping, exaggeration, and selective memory, the results still offer up a few important lessons, like, for example, the fact that you shouldn't tip bait. Now, we already know what tip bait is, so I'm not going to go into that. So, <laughs> courier complaints 42% of delivery drivers had experienced customers using them for TikTok and social media trends. 36% of delivery drivers had experienced tip-baiting. Wow, really? 69% again <laughs> of delivery drivers had been accused uh, nice. of stealing a package. Common courier experiences receiving a parking ticket, 56%, yep. vehicle damage, 55%. Yeah. Getting a speeding ticket, yep. Having a car accident. I never got a speeding ticket. Um, I've never gotten a speeding ticket while doing gig work. Having a car accident, yep, 38%. I've been in two fender benders. Being robbed, 37 i I've never been robbed, so you know, knock on wood about that. Merely being robbed, being locked out of vehicle. No, I've never left my keys in the car. Thirty-eight uh, percent have crashed. Eighty percent have eaten some of your food. Well, tipping was one of the main problems delivery drivers had with their customers. It wasn't the only one that makes a lot of sense. It's like the fact that seventy-eight percent of delivery drivers say they judge people based on what kind of packages they order, or the sixty-nine percent said they've been accused of stealing packages. 38% said they're in some sort of car accident while delivering goods. That's a lot, but not as crazy as 36% they've been robbed. Yeah, we, we just read that. Some responses sure make being a delivery driver sound like you're actually in a certain kind of movie. A full 25% of drivers admitted to hooking up with someone while on the job. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think 25% <laughs> of drivers are liars.
1: Oh, my gosh. I know you're and, right. but yeah. Honestly, I think that would be... That would be a legendary story. Like, if oh wait, that, well, like, wait,
0: yeah. wait till you hear the next sentence. And then there's the off-putting rally that 10% of respondents said they urinated in bottles during the workday, and 9% said they've urinated on or around recipients' homes. Perhaps the grossest is the nearly 80% of food delivery drivers who revealed they've eaten some of the food they're delivering. Holy well, crap. I I can say I don't I don't think I've ever eaten a customer's food unless it was like a canceled order or something. And they said, you can throw it out, but like, you know, especially ever since COVID, the restaurants are really good about actually like stapling or taping the bag shut. So, um, I mean, I think there was a few times like pre COVID where, um, like if like a McDonald's bag tipped over and some fries fell out, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Hey, five second rule, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I've never peed in a bottle. Uh, I mean, there's been a few times where I've wanted to, where it's like, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere. And actually, actually, I do those Amazon flex routes out in the country in Volusia County, where it's just, you know, dirt roads and like there's nobody around. I'll just pull over to the side of the road and just pee on the side of the road. I probably shouldn't say this, but um, it's like there's any traffic, you know. It's all it's just woods around you. Know? Although I am, I get more nervous that like, like a bear or a bobcat is going to come out of the brush, Oh my god! you know? Imagine. And like, I'm defenseless there, you know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, 36% have been tip baited. I mean, I guess I can believe that. I mean, I, I mean, I think everybody gets tip baited eventually, but it's not something that happens to you like every day.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. That was like once a year. Some people will be like, uh, uh, for me, it's like once a month where I feel like I've been undeservingly had a reduction in tip or just outright tip baited. Mm -hmm. Um, And I made a few TikToks about that. But first off, this is 500 delivery drivers, not 5,000, not some actual number with a valid sample size. This is 500 on an app where they've admitted that there is telescoping, exaggeration, and selective mm. memory. So it's not unheard of for me to believe that things, uh, these numbers are what is being shown. But the sample size just doesn't support what the actual facts are. I know that I've read in an article recently. I forget which one, but it was uh, on a a national statistic. The number is actually 28% of drivers have actually eaten the customer's food and admitted to it. (laughs) So it's not, like I said, it's not unheard of that they found the smallest market in the area that took the survey and they... Uh, like 80% of them admitted to eating a customer's food and they framed it in such a way where it's vague and they didn't have, they didn't truly explain the the in-depthness of what they actually meant. Um, but that being said out of tip baiting, who doesn't get tip baited on these, uh, 25% of
0: people hooking up. Does that mean like they, like, it's like you're Uber and Lyft driver and like you, you know, hooked up with your passenger or just like you had your boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband in the car with you?
1: Uh, well, first, first of all, all that's I'm wondering again, how they define that. that. Open, yeah, it's open to interpretation <laughs> as well, because are they talking about they are with their husband and wife? Are they talking about they were literally on the job and they ended up hooking up or have they? gotten at the number of the person and then they ended up hooking up with them mm-hmm. later at a later date like they didn't explain that at all but uh as far as the judgment like 78% of people say they judge you based on what packages they order i think there's just in an in innate, innate fear kind of like uh your browsing history on google subcat You're browsing history on Google or whatever. Well, people are self conscious of that.
0: By packages, are they defining? Is that including, like, yeah, because, like, when I hear a package, I think cardboard box that's sealed, like, on Amazon. But if we're talking about, like, what they buy, I mean, like, as an Instacart shopper, yeah, food delivery
1: and food order history. Yep. That's one of the top five things people are self conscious about. As far yeah. as their history goes, it's actually anyway, weird to me, but
0: we're good. Let's move on. I think you already did a video about this, so I this didn't a, actually. It's on uh, my okay. list, okay? All right, so from the Daily Dot, which is great for these types of viral, um, especially DoorDash type videos, DoorDashers fight after one cuts line for food orders. Now it's like you hear people fighting, that's really not that big of a deal, but. If a video goes viral, I guess that's worth taking a look at. So a scuffle between DoorDash delivery drivers went viral after a video of the fight was posted to TikTok. Three-part series posted by a TikTok user and DoorDasher. She so blazes music, sequences the events leading up to the kicking and yelling in Cincinnati. It's not clear exactly where the incident took place, but according to the person who posted the video, it was a line designated for Doordashers while waiting to pick up food orders on Mother's Day. The food the yeah, the third video which shows the actual fight went the most viral was one eleven 1 million views and 6,400 comments. So it's a three-parter and the girl in new nuked... part is gone. Yeah, I uh yeah. so I grabbed her uh her TikTok um account here. And you can see the first two parts 2 million, 9.6 million and then I get well, they said it was like what 11 million on the the finale. Yeah, so 1. did you get a chance, 1, yeah. Did you get a chance to watch that before she nuked it? Nope. Nope. Yeah, I wonder if it's very even very disappointed. I wonder if it's even worth uh covering this then because like there's it's like trying to review a movie where you can't see the ending. Yeah, should we just move on? I mean, <laughs> up to
1: you, but I I quite honestly, my only for comment would be regardless, uh kids make sure you play nice with each other keep your hands to yourself and try to be respectful and stuff. I
0: right. will say that you know, in all my years of doing these jobs, I have never really gotten to like a confrontation with another gig worker. It's more the store employees that
1: Yeah, like I off. can Im- I can imagine something happening between the merchant and the driver because I've had times where I got upset at the merchant for not doing their job or whatever. I've made TikToks literally about that. And I I have yet to have any experience where I'm having a problem with another gig worker. In fact, most cases I'm like, yo, what's up, bro?
0: I'll still go down there and we can like stage something.
1: (laughs) No, no. I don't even want to risk staging something. For some reason, I feel like you'd win a fight against me.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's all Hollywood. All right, l- let's move on. Sorry, like I said, it's like trying to review a movie, and there's you don't know what the ending is. All right, so this was something that uh, came to my attention on Twitter. Um, let's show you the screen again. Uh, there was a bunch of uh, I forget how it started exactly, but somebody said um, that it's uh, they've been seeing reports of. DoorDashers, Instacart, Uber, you know, gig workers holding their customers order ransom for a bigger tip. So uh, I grabbed this off Reddit. It's only from 10 days ago, so it's still pretty relevant. So I'm just going to read this. It's only two paragraphs. So I've used DoorDash for a while, mostly as a customer, but I did drive during 2020 to make extra money. I've not had many issues with the service outside of the occasional incorrect order or food not getting delivered twice. Today, I treated myself to some lunch with the service. I currently have a broken ankle and can't walk uh, well. It started pretty normal. I, I put in my order, did a 25% tip. I usually do 20. I started doing 25% recently with the elevated gas prices. Around 20 minutes after ordering, I got a call from the dasher saying they were missing his side, and I asked if I wanted a replacement. Told him what told him what to get and cleared up. Two minutes later, I get another call, and I answer, assuming there was another issue. He starts by saying he has the food, and then confirming I wanted the order left at the door. I hung up, but he calls back and says, I wasn't done. Are you tipping in cash when I get there? I tell him that I tipped in the app and he says, I don't want issues, but I'm not driving all out there, man. It's not worth it. I told him I could adjust the tip on the app. He delivered his food and left. I have yet to ask the service to raise my tip because I didn't know if I was in the wrong. And that's why I came here. Should I raise the tip or was he just trying to strong arm me into more money for reference? I live about 3.2 miles from the restaurant. I didn't think it was too far, but maybe I'm mistaken. So let's see how many respondents. I mean, Not going to go through all these, but um, like I said, I saw some people on Twitter. They were saying, so it's kind of it's almost like a scam. Is that the dasher or Instacart shopper or whoever? They will actually they'll call or message the customer and say, "I ran out of gas. I need you to Venmo me or PayPal me or Cash App me some some money. Um, Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to. Like I'm at the gas station right now and I'm broke. Can you just?" Like, so they're holding their customer's order for ransom. I've never heard of that. I've never, I've certainly never done that. It never even occurred to me to do that. And it's never happened to me as a customer. And, um, somebody sent me this other story. Um, it's from about a year ago. Horny DoorDash reportedly holds foods hostage for sex. This is from March 20th, 2021. Yeah. It's a little bit over a year ago. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to this if you guys want to read it. So, um, And I I posted this, you know, I did a a YouTube in the community post today. I said, have you ever heard about, you know, gig workers holding their orders essentially for ransom? I mean, to me, that is that is a real, real scumbag move. Um, I don't know. Have you ever heard about this?
1: I mean, I haven't directly experienced it have i heard things here and there yeah but i think at this point with gas i think people are resorting to anything and everything they possibly can to try to get something out of someone else mm-hmm. so with all like i don't i don't think it's right i think it's 100 wrong what they're doing do i get where it comes from yeah do i but overall the the person tipped 25%. Sure, it's yeah. on DoorDash, and they're not going to know until the hidden tip is revealed, but nevertheless, that he got the value out of the... He got the real value out of the order. Take Finish the order and earn your money the way it's supposed to be earned, not through extorting... I don't know. Was it some guy or some girl that said that? Just... Do your job.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think like the driver was like playing dumb. Cause like he's, it said that he said, you know, are you going to tip cash to the door or whatever? But it's like either, either he was playing dumb or he actually is dumb. Like he doesn't know how to use the app to like that. Cause like, I will say like on DoorDash, there's no, it's not like Instacart where there's a breakdown between the base pay and the tip right up front. Yeah. But it's like, you can kind of, I mean, if you've been doing the job for more than a day, you can tell The difference between the base pay and that somebody tipped or not unless it's like yeah well and i mean doordash uber and scrub hub they don't when an order comes in uh they don't tell you how many other drivers declined it (laughs) before you or if somebody had accepted it and then canceled Mm. um which i think they should do although that might that could have like a you know, I don't might, think uh, they would that ever might backfire add
1: that. That's going to yeah. backfire more than anything else, especially since there's a lot of drivers that would actually choose not to take the order knowing there's no tip regardless. And I'm actually on that particular side simply for account safety. Because in my experience, the customers who tip the least rate the lowest. So... yeah. I'm not going to risk my account trying to deliver to somebody who doesn't tip. It's irresponsible. But that being said, do I force people to tip? No, I just don't give them service. It's really that simple.
0: Yeah. I don't take, um, I don't take no tip orders out of principle and also because they're not really worth it. Yeah. Maybe like, you know, if you're sitting in a, like a, like a strip mall parking lot and the order came in for a restaurant and it was for somebody who li- worked like two doors down and it would literally take you like three minutes or less. And then you would actually have to uh, have a face to face with that person.
1: Uh... <laughs> but you can't tell I mean, that right away. Actually yeah. speaking, like you can't, you couldn't tell if it was a leave at the door order but on the accept screen or if it was anything of that effect and not to mention, I've actually done orders like that, where the customer tipped and the order was literally, I pick up a light, an iced tea with light ice from a dairy barn and deliver it to a doctor's office, two doors down. Mm -hmm. That person was far more respectful and courteous Than most other people who don't tips and that's that was worth it to me. It was an easy 10 bucks. But those people are like, but those people are doing it because they're literally unable to leave their office long enough to actually go two doors down and come back.
0: So, well, the moral of the story is like, don't try to extort even more money out of your customers. I mean, yeah. I think the average person is smart enough that they can just see right through this. And especially if you're stupid enough to actually point blank, tell them in, if, in, and if you're dumb enough to use the in-app messaging or through the dummy chat phone numbers, because even, even if you go through a chat or like, or sorry, like a text message, you know, even though it's they're dummy numbers. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, DoorDash or whatever app you're using, they can still read those. Yeah you know or, or like you said like the customer can screenshot it and uh yeah. um it's actually say i'm not going to deliver your order unless you increase the tip i mean that's just being a total bastard you know so mm-hmm. don't don't take the order if if the payout's not worth it you're not going to get you, you can't hold i mean you are just going to get deactivated you know yeah. nothing good's going to come out of that exactly so and this is and it's also again the problem with these jobs that have little to no barrier to entry is I, I think that they need to start having like ethics tests or something like when I I don't know if you ever applied for like a regular W2 job, especially like an office job. A lot of yeah. times they make you take like a whole personality quiz. It's like 50 to 100 questions. It's so annoying. And it's kind of like an ethics type quiz like that to just kind of gauge like, you know, your how ethical you would be. Um, I don't know. I yeah, think but a lot of people get up to start even, doing that. I don't even think they, a lot they answer people... it. Yeah, like you answer the questions the way you think they want to hear. So,
1: yeah, they th- I feel like we'd end up with more dishonest drivers that way. Actually speaking, really? like you'd have less you'd have less stupid drivers, but you'd have more intelligent scum drivers. And I don't know if that's something we'd want.
0: Diabolical,
1: is right? <laughs> Diabolical—that's a good word.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, what? these jobs—they—they they have such quick turnover, though. Is like if you're freaking diabolical, you're—you're you're gonna do DoorDash for a month, and you're gonna move on to your next scheme. Yeah, that's another uh,
1: good point. Yeah, you would end yeah. up uh, quitting. The people that are
0: just—the people that are just NPCs, just the turds, you know. As I always say, that do the bare minimum. You know, they'll stick it out because. You know, and like even when gas goes up to six, seven, eight, nine dollars a gallon, they'll still do it. They'll still take mm-hmm. the three dollar orders like money's money. <laughs>
1: Don't even get me started on that argument. We yeah. won't be here for another hour.
0: Speaking of which, we came in at an hour and seven minutes. So mm-hmm. seems like a good place to wrap. I was going to this is our first time we've done the show at night.
1: Yeah, right? this is the first night Thursday, Thursday night show that we've done. Yeah, Um, we were supposed
0: to have a third, but long story about what happened with that. So anyway, I will be back uh, on Sunday morning with Hannibal. And I think Chris from Real Rideshare Stories will be sitting in again. And then next Tuesday, I'll be interviewing my first TikToker GigTuber. He goes by Salen Dash on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen him.
1: I've heard hmm. of his channel. I haven't seen too many of his TikToks. I've only yeah, come he, across him.
0: He's a, he he's got a lot of uh viral. I mean, he. All, I think all his content is all DoorDash related. Hmm. And he's you know a lot of his videos they go pretty viral. I mean, within you know relatively speaking. Yeah. So um, I thought it'd be fun to have like a somebody who's exclusively on TikTok. Uh, yeah, that would actually show.
1: be a really good time.
0: Yeah. So check yeah. him out. His name's selling dash on uh TikTok. I will, I'll, you know, I'll promote that next week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, you got anything? I mean, I know you do like 10 videos a day, so <laughs> yeah. asking you what you got oh, coming up, you'd gosh. be like,
1: you know, you're uh, we what? got, well, with YouTube, I'm on YouTube. You can find me. Uh, I'm on, you can find me on YouTube driven wild. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at the current moment. And Twitter, but I'm not as active on Twitter.
0: Mm All righty. All right, thanks for watching. If you watch all the way to the end, you are awesome. By the way, you know, you can always download the audio podcast. Link in the description below. And if you're listening on the audio podcast and you want to see what we look like, link to my YouTube channel in there, too. Hey, Alaska Gig and Guns just showed up. Ten per day is a lot.
1: 10 per day. Oh. I, I yeah. that was an exaggeration, but it is uh it it is pretty close between TikTok and YouTube. It it is pretty it's pretty close yeah. to what I do.
0: You I mean, TikTok videos are essentially like the equivalent of like Instagram stories and Snapchat and all that stuff. Yeah, you know. it's
1: especially mine. They're literally I didn't order this thing. It's always you
0: like at a red light or as you're driving around.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't tell people that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, every time I open TikTok, actually, let's try it right now. I
1: was parked. I was gonna say
0: up. every time I open TikTok, it's you, they usually show me you first.
1: Uh, oh, that's not me. Nope. I'm talking about
0: the house of well, that's uh, like well, right, let me hit friends. Then there's
1: the cover art. Uh, no, that's, that's not me. This is,
0: uh, yeah, the that, the first time, you know, yeah. I, I think it, I think it knows we're talking to each <laughs> it other. It knows and, like, it's talking about yeah. me, so they yeah. like,
1: have to prove you are wrong. Yeah, uh, that's too all fun. right.
0: Let's wrap it up. Have a good night, everybody. And I will see you Sunday morning.
1: See you guys later. Otherwise, have a great weekend. All
0: right. Bye.